Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. trick or treat that's how you know when you have kids two kids that are under four when you wake up at 6 a.m and your oldest son uh is watching a video and it's it's halloween it's time to trick or treat i'm in the blippy face of my life with children (laughs) happy halloween to all of you and yours, I did not dress up on this special occasion because I figured that I scare you enough every other 364 days out of the year. I would give you a little bit of grace tonight uh, by not doing anything and not scaring you. Uh, but nevertheless, glad you're here with us. We got a lot to touch on. Uh, Rafino's rants, not probably what the way that you're thinking. One area that LSU has to be better in to win on Saturday. It's, it's, it has to happen. Because if you do not accomplish what you need to accomplish in this one area, you can lose. You are the worst team in the SEC at it. Hell, you're almost the worst team in college football at this. We will talk about that also You probably know what I'm going to say in reference to uh, Matt House, some things that he's going to have to dial up on third down. A lot of defensive talk tonight because I still believe that Jaden Daniels in this offense can go in there, put up 38, head on to the hizzy, and be squarely in that race for the SEC West. We will talk about that also. Zach Nagy joins us at 7.30 Sports Illustrated. LSU Country's Zach Nagy will be with us in about 25 minutes. We'll talk this game. What is it? You know, we'll just continue to talk that. We'll go around your SEC, too. After um, 
after Zach leaves us, but we'll talk a lot of LSU. What does he think around the SEC? We'll talk about that uh, with him as well. So college football rankings came out today. Now, can I tell y'all a little bit of a pet peeve of mine? Can I tell you a little bit of a pet peeve of mine? So I tweeted out moments ago while I was while I was actually recording something for Rafino and Joe show, which y'all need to go over there. LSU is, do we have Oregon fans, Georgia fans, Bama fans, fastest growing national college football show. Y'all need to get over there and subscribe and get in the comments because they're coming after you, boy, because I'm from the Bayou. That's how I feel. But I tweeted out LSU not or being behind Missouri is a joke. Missouri comes in at number 12. LSU comes out at number 14. But Mr. Blake, Mr. Blake, you say, LSU has two losses. And? Oh, 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 okay. They lost to the number four team and the number 10 team. Okay. Missouri, do they have a ranked win? Oh, the Kansas State, technically. Yeah, they beat Kansas State. Okay. Sounds good. They lost to LSU. I... Here's the pet peeve, though. My pet peeve is, y'all stop freaking out about the rankings. Nobody's freaking out. Nobody is freaking out. If something is bad, like meaning, if you can see something in sports and say, that does not look good. Like, for example, the way that Dabo handled the phone call that he had last night. If you have not seen that... (laughs) My man Dabo went full deacon. I know a lot of you in here are Southern Baptists. You know what your deacon, what a deacon is. He went full deacon who's in the back of the church on Sunday night service who had him a couple whiskeys before he got there. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Every church has that guy. He went full deacon after his phone call last night with Tyler from Stevensburg, I think it was, something like that. When there is something bad in college football, I'm going to point it out because I freaking love college football. Like, if I could legally get married to college football, I'd probably do it. (laughs) Do not tell my wife. Do not tell her. Also, do not tell her about the, uh, you know, how hot your boy has been and some of these these bets. Do, don't tell her. Don't tell her. No, no, no. Don't do that. Christmas is right around the corner. I got to, you know, we got some money to spend here for the kiddos. Don't do it. All right. But we do have a lot to talk about. But it's a peppy. Nobody literally is freaking out in reference to these rankings because they're going to change you're going to be in the top 10 if you go into tuscaloosa and win everybody knows that but if there's a ranking that comes out that's shitty you're damn right i'm going to point it out oh oh (laughs) i i got it so listen i i was petty today tonight too uh (laughs) i i went full petty mode uh on social media on twitter last year um, almost a year ago to the day, almost, I tweeted 
Everyone take a shot every time Reese Davis says, we have not seen these rankings. It says, what is the over-under? I said, is it two and a half? And he tweeted me back, Reese Davis, college football, the man of college football on ESPN. He says back, you lose, dot, dot, dot. Sorry. Well, I waited an entire year and had it bookmarked. For those of you on Twitter, you know what that means. I had it saved, locked, cocked, pulsed, and ready to rock for when that show started, him saying twice out of the gate, we have not seen these rankings before. I just quote tweeted him and said, you lose. <laughs> Every, we hadn't seen these rankings. Guys, I have done 805 episodes of AYS. When there comes to pre-production, there is absolutely no way that those guys at ESPN have not seen the rankings. I promise you. And they have a bigger production than we do. Quote, unquote. It's not true. It's not true. All right. Got a lot to discuss. And he says, you nailed it, Blake. You're right. You're right. We nailed it. I don't know what I nailed. Pause. But we did. Uh, Stephen Fry, our good friend over at Fry Construction, says, my little dude is all about some blippy as well. Got my guy walking around animated as a mofo. Yeah, man. That and Fortnite, dude. That and Fortnite. Uh, Ryan C. Good call there, buddy. Good call there. Levi says, I didn't end up going, but this Saturday will make up for that. Well, aren't you like the bad luck charm? Look at this. My own brother. Inside the chat. You ugly enough. Well. <laughs> I just got to tell my brother one thing. You don't want them receipts to be pulled out <laughs> because I got you an eyeliner. <laughs> I got a picture of you an eyeliner in a costume, but it's a costume because you can wear eyeliner if you, I guess you were in a costume. What's up, Brett? My good brother's in the house. What's happening? Uh, Elks. Oh, Lord. I'm not reading that. Let's see what he said. Uh, it says, Blake, bow down to the number one team. Well, you won't be the number one team all year. Natasha Brown says, it be your own family. <laughs> it does be my own family. He's just messing. He's just messing. All right, we got a lot to discuss. Where are you listening from tonight? Speaking of Brett, we did have somebody in Woodstock, Georgia, who commented on the show last night. You and the 225-337-318-504-985. Or if you're outside the state, where are you at? What city are you in? What area code are you in? Let us know. Let us know where you're watching us from tonight. Do it. Roy Beal says, Lumberton, Texas. Where's Lumberton? Richard Head says, Reese Davis has a major case. Oh, goodness. Look at this, 337, all up in the building. I got to tell you guys, man, the 337 and the 318, hold it down in here. 225-985, y'all got to pick it up. 
504, the 504 is on the, the podcast game, the audio podcast. They dominate in our audio podcast numbers. Dominate, man. Woo! They don't want, I, I, I don't know what's going on in the 504. So where are you watching us from tonight? Jacksonville's in the house. 985 in the house. Macomb, Mississippi. Not too far from me, says Jermaine. The three three nine six four eight. God damn! <laughs> not the not the zip code, the area code. This man gave a whole zip code. The three nine six four eight. I think is what he said. Pierre Parr says Adam A. Bear. Pierre Parr got some good uh, fishing and hunting down there, boy. Pierre Parr. They got some good fishing down there, boy. Uh, Michael B says the three one great three one eight. You gotta love it. Starkville, Mississippi's in the house. Says Colby Allen. The three nine seven five nine. <laughs> Y'all putting zip codes in this thing? Zip codes. Yes, indeed. Justin says I live in Woodstock, Georgia, as well. I listen to all of your shows. Good to have you in here with us justin all right we do got a lot to get into got so much we got to talk about one area lsu has to be better in on saturday it, it, it like it's got to happen we talk about that next let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag a good friend tyler alexander over at exp realty don't go anywhere we're back next got a lot of lsu bamba to discuss stay with us BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man, he's here. For you, if you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial nine five five zero 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 eight. Just call nine five five zero 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 eight. Y'all call Tyler; he'll shoot you straight. We're, We're back. back. I think we are back. I think we are back. One area of concern. <gasps> yes. Daddy's on the show, so you got to come in here. <gasps> what you doing, boy? I, I went to the train. Come on. All right, I hadn't seen the kiddos all day. You went to trick or treat? Yeah. Hey, Ben. It's Bama Week, baby. Are you ready? Yeah. What did you get? So this is a great interview here. What did you get for Halloween? Uh, uh, 
Candy? Yeah. What kind of candy did you get? All of them. <laughs> you got all of them? Yeah. What's your favorite? Um, I like all the candies. You like all the candies? You don't have a favorite? What did you go as? Uh, I went all the places. No, man, meaning, what, who did you dress up as? Spider-Man. Spider-Man! All right, Dad's got to do a show. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you. Close the door. <laughs> we are a Spider-Man household. Was not able to see the kiddos uh, today. They, they were out uh, trick-or-treating. So good to see my man, Ben. Good to have him here on Bama Week. You know, he does not uh, actually, believe it or not, I, I'm thinking because they won in 19. Yeah. B ben Rafino does not know, um, you know, in his lifetime, LSU was 2-2 two and two against Alabama in football. One area, let's get to it. Let's get to it. He's getting so big, Blake says, Penn Jones, yeah, he is, man. Yeah, he is. What is y'all's favorite candy? Put it inside the chat. I am a Reese's. Uh, a Reese's guy, I, I will admit. If I see a good Reese's cup, I'm, I might snag it up. Might have to go through some of the candy a little bit here. We got to get to it. We got a lot to, 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 to talk about. One area of concern for me, uh, it, it, and really, this has been an all-season long thing. I know that off-air, me and, you know, we talked about it a little bit with Carter last night, but me and him talking about it off-air LSU is dead last in the country, dead last in the SEC and red zone efficiency defensively. You're, that's got to change. That has to change. LSU, regardless of what it is, I don't care if it's how cool the water is and the ice chest or the, or the cooler. I don't care it's how hot your heater can get on the sideline. I don't care it's how dry the towels are when you need to wipe sweat off your face. LSU, if there's a ranking system and LSU is involved in it, they have no business being dead last in every, anything like they are in red zone. Defense. You're going to have to this week, last week, whatever. But I promise you, Alabama's going to find themselves in the red zone. And when they find themselves in the red zone, you it, it's not even a question. It's a must. You're going to have to make Jalen Milrow beat you inside the pocket in tight windows in the red zone. Now, one thing I do... I don't want to say like, okay, because I don't like it. The problem I have with that, and that statistic, opponents have 11 passing touchdowns on LSU out of 26 attempts, eight rushing, which is 19. So in 26 attempts of LSU being in the red zone, 19 of them, you're giving up seven. That is not good enough. The other seven are field goals, one that was missed, okay? So you, when teams are in the red zone against you, 96.3% of the time, they're going to get points. That has to change. The only other teams that statistically are right there with you, okay, Kansas, San Jose State, Boston College, but you're dead last in the SEC in doing that. Flip side of that, Okay, I will admit, flip side of that, 
when you look at red zone offense, well, LSU doesn't suck. <laughs> LSU is a touchdown away against Florida State and being in the top 10. But I'm not worried about what you do in the red zone offensively. You're good. You've been good. Third down is another area where, hey, you got to make things happen. You got to send Harold Perkins. Because if you don't find ways to get to number four on their team, I, I, I know you don't believe me, and I know you're going to say, Blake, there's no way this has happened. He's going to beat you. I continue to go back to that Texas game and watch times where he had two touchdowns that were called back, two Jermaine Burton catch in the end zone, touchdowns, should have been up 14 at one point. 13 technically, but should have been up, but everything gets called back. I don't know if you have the, I don't want to say personnel because I do still believe that LSU has the personnel to be able to continue to get better. The last 10 quarters, you blanked Army, who is not a good football team. You held Auburn to 18 points. They are not a good football team offensively. And ever since Harold Perkins' interception against the team that's actually ranked ahead of you in Missouri, you've looked better. The misconception sometimes is, is if you want to figure things out offensively, pay, play a bad defense, the same can be said about a defense playing a bad offense. Maybe they can get some things right. We saw that in Auburn a couple of weeks ago. We were like, hey, man, something's got to give. Either Auburn is going to come into Death Valley and do some good things through the air. They didn't. Or you're going to take another step forward and get better. This defensive line is going to have to play. This front seven is going to have to play the best game that they have had all year long. Greg Penn, Omar Spates, Mason Smith, Jordan Jefferson, Jaqueline Roy, Savion Jones, Harold Perkins. You have to play outside of your dome because this team needs you. I know that there's a lot being made on the secondary. We can spend... All the live long day. We could spend all week talking about the Rudy Pooh secondary. I'm not saying they're Rudy Pooh. I'm just saying in general, we could spend every single day this week talking about them. It won't change the fact. So what do you have to do with what you have available to you? Bottom line, hey, Mason Smith, you want to show the alpha that you've been? Go do it. Hey, Jordan Jefferson, a lot of people have been saying that you should have been starting all year long anyway to some extent after they've seen you play. We need you. Parrishan, you play great against Auburn. Braden Swinson, hey, we need a pass rush this week, big guy. Braden Swinson might be to me. Somebody that we are not talking about that can get home. Here's what I mean. Proctor is a guy, the left tackle, Caden Proctor for Alabama, is a dude. 
that has struggled all year long on speed rushers. Brain Swenson is that guy. Ovia Gofu, I get you. Maybe you rotate him in there and some rundowns. Okay. If you're going to continue to rotate him, that's fine. Braden Swenson has to have a big game because he can have a big game and get the rush that you need. The biggest, I will tell the biggest um, matchup for me that I will be paying attention to early, especially on passing down second and 10, third and whatever, third and six plus, third and five plus, is Braden Swenson number 13 in the ball game, and can he get home? Because I think that he can. We've seen through eight games that a lot of teams have, and a lot of players, hell, we saw a former LSU defensive lineman at Arkansas who shall not be named literally take Caden Proctor to town. You have the matchups in the front seven that can benefit you because of how Alabama's offensive line has been playing. Now, how good can they progress, meaning Bama, in two weeks? I don't know if they can progress, like, massively. But 1-3, I'm telling you, buddy, don't try to hit the inside spin move. Don't try to hit that inside rip. Get the dip and rip on the outside and Kane Proctor, and I promise you, you will get home. Everybody watching the show right now, write this down. Mark it down. Okay? Brain Swenson hits the dip and rip against Kane Proctor. He will get a sack on Jalen Milrow. It's not just Swenson. Can Ovia Gofu do that? Can Harold Perkins do that? Can Deshaun Womack do that? I think yes, yes, and yes. You have the favorable matchup in that front seven. Go take it to their ass because it gives that back that back seven or back five, but we'll call it back seven because backers are a lot of times in coverage. It gives that back seven the chance to make something happen. We'll talk about that more in the week. I think Andre Sam's got to have a big game too. Okay. I saw this inside the chat. I saw two of them. Uh, Heath Menard, thank you so much, uh, Heath. He sends a $49.99 Super Chat. He says, this is for my boy, Ben. Love the show, Blake. Thank you, Heath. What's going to happen if I bring baby Jewel in here? <laughs> you know? Heath, it means a lot, buddy. You know it does. Thank you so much for the Super Chat. Uh, And we thank every time that you guys do it, man. It helps the show grow, helps us grow. Thank you so much. But I will use this for Ben. I promise you that. I promise you that. uh, Colby Allen sends a 199 Super Chat. He says, my bad, Blake, from the 662, which is Starkville. (laughs) I did not know the 662 was Starkville. Stark Vegas, baby, in the building. Okay. Y'all, y'all putting zip codes. I don't need your zip codes. I need your area codes. It's all good, my man. It is all good. 
Before Zach Nagy joins us, he'll be with us in just a quick minute. Let me talk about this college football ranking. So the college football playoff committee came out today and the first one of the year and gave their top 25. All right, I'm going to read from 25 to 1 just in case you missed it. Air Force, Tulane, Kansas State at 23, Oklahoma State at 22, Kansas, USC, UCLA, Utah, Tennessee, number 16, Oregon State, number 15, Notre Dame, LSU, comes in at number 14, Louisville, 13, Mizzou, Penn State, getting into the top 10 is Ole Miss, Oklahoma, Alabama, so we have a number 8 and number 14 ranking. I would love to know. It, this has got to be the the lowest ranking for both of these teams this late into the year, over at least over the last twenty or ten years, at least the last fifteen years. But a number eight and fourteen matchup, and you have a number twelve and number two matchup. Maybe I got ahead of myself there. But number seven, Texas, Oregon, number six, Washington, and rounding out your top four: Florida State, Michigan, Georgia, and Ohio State. <sighs> Let me just say this. Like I said earlier, I am not freaking out over the stupid rankings. You beat Alabama, you're in the top 10. Okay? But head-to-head seem to not matter. They don't. You know, I heard Herb Street say something tonight that I thought was a little profound. He said, well, look, I I mean – you can have your conversation that even though Washington beat Oregon uh, or, or Washington beat Oregon, that Oregon might be better than them right now. Well, they still beat them. And you got to give them that. And they did. Good on them. Mizzou has no business being above LSU. Let's call it what it is. You can call me biased. But they did it in other places. Let me show you where. Oklahoma State and Kansas played each other. At number 21, Kansas And number 22, Oklahoma State. Well, Mr. Blake, Oklahoma got clapped by Kansas. They beat the number 10 team. Uh, uh, Okay, so what you going to do if Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma Bedlam this week? What if the mullet, the mullet at Oklahoma State is able to beat Oklahoma for the first time in Bedlam in back-to-back years since the mid-30s. What then? You know, the mullet is going, if the mullet won, he's going to go get his Tresemme shampoo, okay? He's going to put the Tresemme shampoo in his hair, and he's going to say, ooh-la-la, all the way to the bank. Tresemme, Tresemme, ooh-la-la. That's the commercial. And you know what he'd say? Just like, just like they say in Mulan, be a man. All the forces in the great tycoon, be a man. They have no idea what they're doing. You got bald-headed, they showed the playoff committee. You got bald-headed scallywax sitting up there saying, I think this team should be number one. Ohio State over Georgia is a is the stupidest shit 
I, I've seen. On a neutral field right now, Georgia would take out their hand, lick it, and start smacking that ass. Ohio State is not good enough offensively right now to beat Georgia. They're not. Brock Bowers or not. I digress. Zach Nagy next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. LSU Country Sports Illustrated, Zach Nagy is in the building. Good evening. Good, sir. How are we tonight? Doing good. Coming off a bye week. Feeling good now. Getting back into a groove. It's Bama time, so... What did you what did you do during the bye week? What did what does Zach do on his time off during the bye week? I still worked. I still got some stuff done. You know, women's basketball is about to kick into gear, men's That's basketball. Right. So I kept myself busy, but look, recruiting's booming, everything else is going on. So I stayed busy. Just a little less team coverage for uh, LSU football. Oh, who you you mentioned recruiting. How about that? A five star flipped. There it is. Well, I mean Weston look. Davis. How about that? What, what did you think about that? I love Weston Davis. I love him from a long-term potential uh, mm. perspective. He's a super talented guy. Uh, there was some buzz about him flipping. Did not think he was going to do it that night, but here we are. So, look, you got that five-star that you wanted, and who knows, maybe some more will be on the way. That would be interesting. It would be good, and especially if you were able to go into Tuscaloosa this weekend, Zach, and get a win and flip some of these kids. You start feeling really good about yourself uh, going into this. So let's start here. Uh, we talked about it this week, but now that we, ha- we have both of our biggest concerns that we mentioned last week, I think number one, uh, we said, uh, look, we came out of last week, you and I, and saying uh, that this seems like, se- I don't want to say season ending, we didn't say that, but this seems really bad from Kai Wingo. It seems like he's out at least for six weeks. You'd need a lot of chaos to probably to see him to come back. Your thoughts on Kai Wingo out and Jordan Jefferson and, and company having to step in? I first of all, I guess I'll hit on the Mikai Wingo situation. That was kind of a, I don't know, I wouldn't say a bombshell just because obviously he's been out, but to to lose him for six weeks and likely the rest of the season is is a tremendous blow for this program. I mean, that's a guy who grades out well. He's fantastic, 
And he stepped into the mix when Mason Smith went down last season and played extremely well. Um, mm-hmm. So to lose somebody like him is is is, is heartbreaking, right. uh, to say the least. Obviously, he's your number 18. He's a fantastic player, and he's a leader. So to lose him is is tough. But you enter somebody in the mix like Jordan Jefferson, who grades out as your best defensive lineman on the team. Obviously, it's not the same sample size as you know your other guys, but he's a fantastic player, and your, your defensive line is – is deep. You have players there, but to lose somebody of, of Makai Wingo's caliber is obviously a tough blow. I honestly thought Mason Smith would look more like Jordan Jefferson. Well said. You know, like, I, 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 that's what I want to see more from Mason Smith. You need Mason Smith to have some uh, Jordan Jefferson-type plays, like penetration into the backfield Fair. this week. And look, they're not doubling him every play. That that's BS. I, I look, I don't call out Brian Kelly. He's way smarter than I ever would. But I know what I'm watching, and I know he's not getting doubled on every play. He's got to make some plays. Um, you know something, Zach, that I mentioned earlier. There were two things that I think one that benefits LSU, one that does not. This red zone defense is the absolute dead last team in the country, last in the SEC they're going to have to find a way to get a turnover there because Bama's going to be, okay, in the red zone. you got to hold them to, at worst, three. If you're going to give up points anyway, find a way not to give up seven. They're dead last. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with that. You have to find – you have to win the little battles in, in order to win the war is how right. I look at it. And if you're looking at something like the red zone uh, defense in that perspective – Little wins in that area will add up. Little wins like that. Yeah, it's called Arkansas. Yes, and I'm so <laughs> glad you said that because that's what I'm saying too. If you can just get over the hump and win the little ones, you'll you'll ultimately win the big one in the end. So mm-hmm. to what you're saying, I completely agree. Brain Swenson is a guy that I circled. Here's why. Because, look, I am not throwing over your gofu out there. Like, I am telling Brain Swenson, listen, Proctor does – and I look. I what here's here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to say if Ovia Gofu Zach like if he plays like it's a it's a bad thing. But I will question this defensive staff if Ovia Gofu does not play at minimum sixty five percent of the snaps. Proctor has an issue with speed, and Swenson has speed. I think that that mm-hmm. is a matchup nobody is talking about. That at the end of it, you come and be like. Hey man, Brain Swenson was going all going off on Saturday. They gotta let him loose. Your thoughts? Completely agreed. Solely because you and I, it might not have even been last week. In the past, basically, we've talked about you know Proctor and his struggles, and he was not, he's not adjusting as quickly as some might have hoped he would. Again, a true freshman in the SEC, it's always a struggle. Players don't just come in and ball out off the rip like it just doesn't happen. So. Braden Swinson's a veteran. He's a savvy veteran. He's talented. He's twitchy. He can get to the quarterback. So to what you're saying, essentially, yes, Braden Swinson has the ability to eat this weekend. You have to give him more reps. Ovio Gofu's a talented player. But if you can throw somebody in there like Braden Swinson, who's fast and can beat Proctor off the line of scrimmage in the blink of an eye, do it. Let him do what he can do best, and that's get into the backfield and get to the quarterback. Thoughts on the DB room and or or – lack thereof i should say look dude it's it's gonna be it's it's brutal um it's brutal all four of your transfer cornerbacks are out jk johnson obviously zai deuce denver this is not new news to anybody listening everybody knows the story everybody knows what this team is battling against 
you're going to be putting freshmen in there, whether it's Jeremiah Hughes, Ashton Stamps, Javian Toviano, a sophomore in LaTerrence Welch, alongside Sage Ryan. Man, he ain't even mentioning Welch. It's going to be tough. Exactly. It's going to be tough. (laughs) It's it's going to be brutal. And look, Jermaine Burton isn't necessarily this all-American wide receiver per se, but if you allow him to do what he can do, he's going to cook. So, you know, sure, Milrow isn't the best quarterback in the world when it comes to intermediate balls. But goddamn, he can beat you deep. He's got a cannon. He can sling that ball if he really wants to. So it's going to be a challenge. So my overall thoughts on the cornerback room is it's going to be a tough task in Tuscaloosa this weekend. It's nice to have a bye week to prepare. Two weeks. You get first-team reps for two weeks leading up to this game. And here we go. I mean, it's showtime. You you have a couple more days to prepare, and then you're in Bryant-Denny Stadium rocking. Who do you think they start? It's a really tough question. It's a really tough question. Um, I want to say Ashton Stamps alongside Sage Ryan. Uh, that's what I would like to say. That's what I'd like to believe. Who knows what happens with LaTerrence Welch? Could you see LaTerrence Welch line up next to Sage Ryan? Maybe. Um, but I'd like to probably lean towards maybe Ashton Stamps, hoping that you know minor injury that he's been dealing with is kind of in the back in the rearview mirror now. And look, get get some reps underneath you in a major SEC West showdown. You, did you think it was interesting? Now, I know that Ashton Stamps didn't play, okay, mm-hmm. against Army. Did you think it was interesting that they ran out Jeremiah Hughes as the next guy? I don't think so, solely because a lot of people inside of the program think really highly of Jeremiah Hughes. Yep, He's still a guy who's developing to the position. A lot of people don't know that he played wide receiver for a long time in high school. And That's right. To and he's long, dude. Pause, but he's long. He's a longer corner. Yeah, and I, I think you know the more he gets in this system, the better he's going to be. Obviously, it's a player development scheme, and I think he has the chance to get to that next level. And it, it's going to start with you know getting major reps in SEC ball. And hey, 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 I think he's going. I think he's going to play. Do you think he's going to start though? I don't know. I don't. Do you you so, asked me, so now I got to ask you. So I don't. I don't want. I don't know. Like I, I really don't. Like I, I don't. I have no. What do they say on Tiger Droppings, what everybody goes to? Sauces? I, I, I don't, you know, um, I have no clue. But I do think it's interesting. You know, like I, I, I kind of had to take Zach this week that whoever practices practice the last two weeks the best is going to start. You know, like, and I don't think Brian Kelly's going to give you anything. Now, let me, let me transition because I do think that this is interesting. You were at the press conference on Monday, correct? Correct. Brian Kelly was aggravated when asked, like, hey, guys, I can only say how much what I'm going to say. Zy Alexander's out for the year. But, you know, Rabelais asked him something like, well, people are freaking out on Twitter. And Brian Kelly said, okay, and? Like, so what is your overall just real thoughts on Denver Harris and Deuce Chestnut? My overall thoughts would be that it's a tough situation, first of all, the casual take. It's a tough situation. You have to lean towards it's a disciplinary issue. Deuce has been, you know, out of tune since before the Ole Miss game. Denver Harris is a week-by-week situation. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Deuce doesn't – I wouldn't be surprised if Deuce doesn't suit up for the rest of the season, but you just don't know, mainly because – we don't know the whole story. <laughs> right. And you could say the same thing with Denver Harris. It's a week-by-week week basis. You're just unsure what's going to happen. There's no clarity on the situation besides inactive or active. So without saying too much, disciplinary reasons is where obviously most would lean to. And you can see what happens in the future. 
Obviously, they're not suiting up this week. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. That's all I can really, you know, assess. The thing with me with Harris, I continue to say it. If this were his first stop and this was happening, I'd be like, okay, maybe the, maybe both sides are having issues with one another. Okay, right. right? But now you're talking about two Power 5 programs having issues. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you mean to tell me that Brian Kelly does not want Denver Harris out there? Like, the, the potential of Denver Harris. I, the potential I, of Denver Harris is significant. He was a five-star for a reason. Obviously, some don't translate, some do. But for right. somebody like Denver Harris, he's on the team because Brian Kelly gave him a second chance at SEC ball. And now it's kind of, is he on a tight leash to where any minor mistake he makes, he's done? Or did he do something bigger than what many want to believe? It, it, it's challenging because there's just well, not as I, much clarity in the situation. Let's, I, I don't want to hit the, you know, the rumor mill, okay? But mm-hmm. even if it is as small as, okay, him being late to meetings, I'm not saying right. I'm confirming that, but I will if I need to, that that is yeah. a small thing, okay? Yeah. The problem is, is that you know that you're on a short leash and you like, hey, let's be on continue time. Continue to make mistakes. You're right. Like, let's be on time because you know who's been on, you know, who's being on time? Everybody else. Yeah. Right. Like everybody else is on time. So it sucks. Okay. But somebody's going to have to step up here. Let's talk a little bit about Alabama here. What do you think about them? This is a very open-ended question, but what do you think of them as a team? Obviously, we know about them offensively, but just overall as a, as a team, how do you feel about them? Kind of just starting off defensively, I love what Caleb Downs does. A true freshman killing it in the secondary is phenomenal. He's a fantastic player. He leads them in total tackles. He has a couple picks, pass breakups. He does it all. He's been kind of a, a glue guy for that defense as a youngster, which is extremely impressive to me. Their second level on defense is fantastic. The front is talented. I'm excited to see the battle in the trenches with LSU's offensive line just because LSU's offensive line is graded out so fantastic this season. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that intrigues me a lot. You know, like I said, the battle in the trenches. And then moving to the other side of the ball, look, Jermaine Burton has the chance to eat. Will he? I don't know. Um, but he has the chance to. And I love the weapons that Jalen Milrow has. I know the offense isn't necessarily the best piece of that team, but I love what Burton brings to the table. I love Jason McClellan. I think if you're if you know ball – you know that Jace McClellan's a pretty talented back. Um, Very physical. Very physical. Precisely. He's a physical back. He can put a shoulder down. Mm -hmm. If he needs to finesse, he can finesse. So I'm excited to see how this interior defensive line goes up against somebody like Jace McClellan. There's a lot that I like about Bama, but there's a lot that I like about LSU as well. It's the number one offense in the country for a reason. You know, I'm telling people, I know that this is the best offense in the country. I'm not saying that, okay? What I would say is you're not facing a slouch defense. Like, you're not facing just a scrub. Like, you're not – you know, if you get out of there with 38 points, I think you did you did hella work, okay? Like, there's, they're going to – LSU, more than likely, okay, this happens every – even the great teams, even the great offenses, ask Burrow, yeah. you're going to have a three and out. You're going to have an, a, a drive that stalls. And so, look – I do think that this offensive line, it, it kind of like what we talked about defense. Hey, man, you the best defense you played so far was against Florida State, and people started questioning you, okay, because you got pushed around a little bit. Let's go answer that question against Bama, 
right? They don't have the dudes in the interior like they used to. Like, go push them around a little bit. Let's get this running game going. I, um, anybody offensively that you think could be the breakout, nobody talking about Kyron Lacey. Nobody talking about Mason Smith. Nobody really talking about Logan Diggs to some extent. Anybody stand out that you think that we're not mentioning here? I'd really like to see Mason Taylor get involved early. Yeah. And I know it's tough to say that because you just said his name. But I'd really like to see somebody like Mason Taylor get involved early in the receiving game. Just a couple, you know, small yardage plays. Get involved, get in the receiving game, do what he can. Because he's been pretty good from a pass, from a blocking perspective, allowing Logan Diggs to eat. Um, but I really do think Logan Diggs can also be an X factor in this game. They've been, ta- they've been very talented with the inside zone, uh, running it with him through there. So I really think he can become, you know, a, a big-time piece to what this offense does. On the other side of the ball, look, I want to see Andre Sam do something again. I want to see him continue carrying the success from the last couple of weeks and carry the momentum and prove that he can be a consistent piece to the secondary. He has flashes all the time of greatness, but he also has flashes of, you know, some struggles here and there. So I want to see a consistent four-quarter game from Andre Sam in a major, major game in Tuscaloosa. I'd like to see Diggs and then Andre Sam on the other side of the ball. Last thing for you here, Zach, uh, or really two things, but last football-related question. Greg Clayton's got to catch the football. You can't give up 15, 20 yards of unwarranted field position. Mm-hmm. You've got to catch that thing, right? I like, agree. You, you need to dominate all three facets of the game, and it's also going to be you know, key in the punt return game for somebody like Gregory Clayton to handle business, catch the damn football, and let it be. Get the ball back in your offense's hands and ride it out. So, yes, to what you're saying, completely agree. Just catch it. Don't. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to do anything after it. Don't need you to do anything special. Just catch the goddamn ball and, and go home with it. Um, but you mentioned earlier basketball season is underway. Um, I, LCA is not a good football – or LCA – or not LCA. Uh, Louisiana Christian is not a good program. They got – you well, know. I, I, I want to – for me, I feel like Matt McMahon's team, this is his real true first year. I'm not counting last year against him. I don't know if they've progressed. What have you seen so far out of this basketball team? I had the chance to sit down one-on-one with McMahon for quite some time about a month ago. Okay. And to where, me, his, where can they find that article? Tell them I, I wrote it. about it a while back. It, it's on LSU Country under the basketball tab. I, I, it deal. was a pretty good exclusive on him. And for the most part, man, he his entire demeanor has changed, in my opinion. I think he went into year one understanding that it's a work in progress and there weren't going to be results in year one. It's about setting a foundation. And even though year one didn't go as planned, it's about just building traits, which is something that Brian Kelly hints at, learning how to practice, learning the LSU way. It was a fresh-faced roster. So now you come into year two, and he's kind of set the pillars to success. And he has another fresh-faced roster, but there's a lot of Louisiana talent here. So my major takeaways kind of from the couple practices that we've seen, one game, they're more disciplined. McMahon has a better grasp on the team. And there are a lot more shooters. You know, there's there's a lot of talent on this team. Yeah, they can shoot a little guys. bit now. You got some talented forwards too. Damian Collins, transfer yep. from Kentucky, was a McDonald's All-American in high school. You add a lot of talent on this, you know, overall roster. I, I think they have the chance to take the next step. Obviously, there is only up from here. Last year was rock bottom. So you can only take steps up. And I think you're going to see a couple of steps up. It's not going to be this extremely – fantastic year for LSU men's hoops, but all you can do is take steps up in the right direction. And I think you'll see that this season. How good is this women's basketball team? They're, it, they're, it's, I almost said something I shouldn't have. 
it's it's unfreaking believable. You can you say it. You can say it on here. I just don't want you to get fired. <laughs> no, you got three All Americans. You have the SC Freshman of the Year, the number one recruiting class, the number two player in America, Michaela Williams. I mean, you have two starting lineups. You can go one through ten, one through eleven, and all of them can produce. Man, goddamn, that team's good. That's a scary team, dude. Yeah, it's a scary team. Uh, they unveiled some things today. Good on them for getting some new digs. Um, they're going to be really lethal. So I, I'm really excited for both of them and both of them to get tipped off. It will be very soon here. Zach, tell everybody where they can catch all your stuff. Tell everybody where you're doing it this week. And thank you so much for joining us. Of course. LSU Country on Sports Illustrated. You can look it up on Google. You can hit the Twitter. We have an LSU Country Twitter. Go to my Twitter, at ZNagy20. Check it out. Give a follow. Putting out some content pretty routinely, especially on that LSU Country page. So, look, you got it. Recruiting football, baseball, basketball, men's, women's, whatever you want, you name it, I cover it. So check it out, give it a follow, and and check out what we're doing on that site. I appreciate you as always, Blake. Thank you, Zach. We'll talk next week, buddy. Let's do it. All right, that's Zach Nagy, LSU Country. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag one more time. We go around the SEC. We do that next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. Around your SEC this week in week 10. Now, before we do that, let me preface, we have been pretty freaking good uh, on our SEC picks. We're about 75% on them. Um, so you got to like that, right? Um, listen, I'm going to pick these games. I've been doing it every week. I think I'm 47 and 26 or 48 and 26 total Go over to Rafino and Joe show for those picks. But we're going to go around the SEC here uh, for this week. Texas A&M and Ole Miss. Ole Miss, the number 10 team at home, ESPN, 11 a.m. This kicks off uh, the start of an absolutely fantastic um, weekend in the SEC. I do not believe that A&M can beat them. I don't. But I wouldn't be surprised if A&M got the upset here. Let me tell you why. I still do believe that A&M is more physical on both lines of scrimmage. Like, without a question, more physical on both lines of scrimmage. I think that they could run the ball really effectively early. But Lane does not like Jimbo. I think he will be in his bag. Maybe this game is somewhat close through three. And then Ole Miss takes over at home and is able to win. 
But I do think this is going to be a little bit closer. A lot of people are saying, I thought this would be a seven, seven and a half point spread. Hell no. Y'all ain't seen a D-line better than this one. And one thing that I do know, Ole Miss on that O-line has not been spectacular at times. Look at what Tulane did. Now, I know that that was early in the year. You had some pieces out. I, I, I get that. I'm just saying, don't sleep on Texas A&M here. I would not be surprised if they got the upset. I will, though, still go Ole Miss. <clears throat> UConn and Tennessee. So, look, I, I, I'm i not going to break that game down. Uh, Tennessee's going to roll massively. Take I don't know what the line is. I would even suggest taking the points to, you know, I think Tennessee is going to have a massive day against UConn. UConn is not good with the Mora. Uh, give me Tennessee. Arkansas and Florida. So, listen. Arkansas is coming off a bye week going into Gainesville. And a lot of people will look at this game and say to themselves, Florida should win handily. On paper, I'm with you. I am 1,000% with you. Both teams are in big-time desperation mode here. Both teams have their back up against the wall because both of them really need this win. Sam Pittman needs this win because people around him are talking about him being fired, buyouts, all that kind of stuff. You go to Gainesville, you get a win there, you get back on track, maybe you can do some things to, I don't know if they can get bowl eligible. God bless them. Just take it one game at a time. I don't think Sam Pittman wants to be fired. Maybe he does. Maybe he's tired of it. Maybe he just wants to go home, roast some hog, and call it a day. Maybe he does. I don't know. But let me tell you why I do believe that Florida is in a little bit of desperation mode here, just like Arkansas. By the way, they're calling for Coy Raymond's head because they, they've been their secondary's been ass. Um, so that has not gone, that has not been missed by me. Florida has Arkansas this week, and then they have LSU at Death Valley. They have Missouri and Como, and then they have Florida State. I would love to see maybe Michigan is the only team that has maybe a tougher slate. Florida's got a tough slate here. They would be lucky to finish out, you know, two and two here. I think that would be generous. I don't think they're beating Florida State. I don't think they're beating LSU. So you're going to have to upset Mizzou, and you got to win this week against Arkansas. I'm leaning. I'm leaning Florida, but again, I don't know how good Billy is going to feel under that much scrutiny and pressure. He he scares me as a play caller. He he terrifies me as a play caller. Gonna lean Florida, but this is another game, man, that I'm like, man, Arkansas might go in there and whip that ass. I, I don't trust Billy. I do not trust Billy Napier, but I, I, it would not surprise me. Look, they play well at home, bad on the road. Um, South Carolina, Jacksonville State, this game's going to be a little bit interesting, too. I'm going to take South Carolina mainly due to I think they got more dudes. Jacksonville State could beat them. 
Missouri and Georgia. So, look, I'll, I've already picked Georgia. Go to Rafino and Joe's show. We broke that game down last night. You can find that there. Auburn and Vanderbilt. Uh, Auburn about to get their second straight SEC win. Good on them. You know, can they get some momentum here late? Would be good for Hugh Freeze going into year two. They, you know, hey, man, good on them. Kentucky and Mississippi State, thing that one's going to be, I think they're going to, Kentucky's going to push them around. Kentucky played really well against Tennessee. Mississippi State is hot garbage. Um, so give me Kentucky. And the last game on that SEC docket, obviously LSU and Alabama. You know, wait till Thursday. I've pretty much already made my pick. You know where I stand. But to give my keys to victory, what I'm going to give my prediction, score prediction uh, on Thursday. Um, so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. All right, it's been a, been a pretty good show. I think we busted a couple of grapes here. I think it's been a good one. Uh, John Sibley Bart Butler says, Arkansas is due. Arkansas wins. Would not shock me. Would not shock me, man. I'm pulling for Sam Pittman. I just don't trust Billy enough to be confident in that win. Not, not one. All right. See you tomorrow, guys. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 